Hello and welcome to the new edition of the podcast of Life Value TV, the podcast for more life value. My name is Stefan Josef and I'm glad you listened to my podcast in which we talk today about the seven blockages that stand in the way of dreams. What dreams do you still want to fulfill in 2022? What obstacles do you face? Especially in the summer and holiday season, fantastic sunsets invite you to romantic evening walks and above all to dream. But when the time comes to make more of the dreams, the implementation is suddenly difficult. Did you hear more often in your childhood what would be possible in life and what would not? Do you feel like you should getting more in your life? At this point, it would be easy to say, just ask. However, this is exactly the decisive point, as the questioning is inhibited for various reasons, which subsequently fails to provide important answers. Mark Victor and Crystal Dwyer Hansen write about the seven blockages that are a stumbling block to simplify ask about in ask the bridge from your dreams to your destiny and we'll go into that in more detail today. Strictly speaking, these seven blockages revolve around asking questions in general. Mark and Crystal remind you that the key to getting something is asking itself, because otherwise the answer is always automatically no. Does this saying sound familiar to you? The two authors see three reasons why children in school education gradually stop living out their thirst for knowledge or simply ask less, because they are told, among other things, that they should only ask questions after being asked. These three reasons are as follows. The first one, teachers as all-powerful mediators of knowledge. The second one, teachers do not want to admit ignorance. And the third one, Teachers hardly have time to deviate from their script curriculum. CEOs like Jack Welsh have understood that it is precisely this childlike curiosity that is a very important part of their employees. Questioning everything proves to be the secret of success. Let's now go into an overview of the seven blockages, all of which are represented by a story. The first blockage deals with one's own value and uncertainty. Most of the influence here is childhood or past experiences, from which is concluded not to earn anything better. Bob Proctor had too little self-confidence until his twenties to ask anyone anything, because he grew up in the depression with deficiencies and limitations, until he met a person who mentored him and asked him some questions, which, as he then said, helped him to wake up. As a result, Bob Proctor, who passed away this year, has begun to ask himself questions that have given him hope for a better life. His mentor said, among other things, that he was capable of more than he believed himself. If we look at Bob's life, the coaching and mentoring he received has meant the start of an eventually successful career as a writer and speaker. From his point of view, there is one thing to pay particular attention to when it comes to questions. Ask the right questions, for example, not how to get out of debt, but how to become wealthy. The second blockage is described as naivety, more precisely as unconsciousness, which is possible, 
because only limited possibilities are seen during growing up. Crystal tells of her mother helper, a Filipino woman who one day brought a mango. That may have been some time ago, but even as an adult who grew up in Idaho, she didn't consider the possibility that a mango would be so easily available. With this narrative, Crystal wants to encourage people to question traditions and beliefs. As she says, the process of asking leads to growth and learning, which makes life a lot more enjoyable. At the third blockage, we encounter doubts about not being sure how to ask, with the background that in childhood there was no encouragement to do so. Crystal tells of a friend, Janet, who on the one hand was jealous of Crystal's relationship with her father, on the other hand did not ask her own father for fear of rejection. Her friend felt like she was always asking the wrong questions. Janet only found out in her thirties that her father was shot down in World War II, and over the years and decades an appreciative relationship developed between the two. In my opinion, we can see from this story that trauma can have an enormous influence on people's behavior, can hide more behind a suspected non-love. Nevertheless, it is understandable that rejection is taken personally. In turn questioning brings a better understanding. The fourth blockage illuminates excuses, more precisely to be stubborn or too proud to reach out and ask for help. Mark's eldest brother Bailey always had his deceased wife with him, so to speak, as a guide to find his way around the airport, for example. As a result, due to his own disorientation, he had missed his return flight after a visit to Mark and was upset about it, although he only needed to ask. For this situation at the airport, Mark even sees three possible supports for Bailey. On the one hand, his brother could have asked him to accompany him to the airport. Furthermore, Bailey could have asked employees at the airport for the right way to get his flight. Finally, he could have called Mark to pick him up and possibly stay one night longer. Many people in Bailey's life would have liked to help him. He has deprived himself of a better quality of life due to his stubbornness. As Mark says, the crazy thing is that so many would have liked to help in so many ways. Asking for help is less a sign of weakness, as I think, but, as Mark notes in relation to Bailey, a way to avoid trouble. In the fifth blockage, the fear is illuminated, with the basic feeling of losing something by asking, usually love, recognition or dignity. Mark and Crystal write here about Pat Burns, a real estate saleswoman who learned early in her life that fearless questioning is necessary to achieve the best. When she would have stuck in a secretariat during a call, she reacted promptly and said, why no, if she had not yet told anything about the property. As a result, she got her foot in the door and made a fortune through the resulting follow-up business. Two core strengths have helped her to succeed, her unwavering confidence and fearless will to ask, which is supposed to show that letting go of fears leads to steering one's own fate in a positive direction. The sixth blockage deals with paralyzing patterns. This refers to the conditioning of the brain 
or behavior that leads to the repetition of the same disappointing patterns. A central point here is the view of the outside world out of a blindness, which is the cause that the outside world is held responsible for everything. As a result, new problems and obstacles are created again and again for the future. Johnson Wesley talks about his uncle Dean, who went through a divorce a few years after he became the father of Johnson's cousin Chase and became Peter as a result. Although he was only 22 at the time, he let it determine his future, and even though Jonathan, Chase and their friends experienced Dean as a great person, he still remained trapped in his bitterness. As a result, he didn't expect anything more from himself. As a further result, this led into serious financial problems and professional success was denied him. Dean was confronted in his life with fear of hiding himself and self-doubt trusted no one, which in turn has created friction points in his second marriage, including with his second wife's son. Johnson describes his uncle as originally intelligent, talented and handsome, who let himself be blocked by this one experience, the divorce. Finally, Johnson summarizes that it is always asking whether a good marriage, success in life or being the best parent can be achieved. The questions should relate to things that are larger than, for example, what has been achieved so far. After asking, it is essential to listen to the necessary answers and take the necessary actions, because the responsibility for happiness lies in your own hands. In the seventh blockage, we come to talk about planting and separation from the inner truth. It plays a role here that the reference to one's own feeling of worthlessness is missing and the true heart's desires have been abundant. Margot Danley was married and had a husband who didn't take fidelity so seriously. Nevertheless, she stayed with him for many years. The two even had two children together. Margot had a mother who was not only hostile to her, but mean to everyone except her sister Susie. Her childhood eventually led her to simply want to have a happy marriage and be a dear wife, which made her lose sight of reality. As she supported her younger sisters, she wanted to be a kind, happy and helping person, losing the healthy boundaries. According to Margot, her mother contributed massively to the fact that her father died at the age of 57. As a result, she has stuck to changing her life and not letting her husband dance around on her nose anymore. Letting go of this familiar situation, in which she was a hearty and considerate person by ignoring it, felt strange. Perhaps this has led to her receiving recognition as the best of the bunch from her mother shortly before her death. In Margot's story, questioning stands for going within oneself and finding one's own truth again, putting one's own needs at the center and setting healthy boundaries, communicating them clearly. In any case, the relationship with her mother has improved. Margot has given herself value for her life. In today's episode, we have examined the importance of questioning from different angles and have seen that questions 
have a lot to do with one's own value and with recognizing the opportunities in life. Next week, we'll take a closer look at how questioning influences fate. I'm looking forward to your subscription to my podcast and I invite you to watch my new video on Live Value TV on Sunday. I wish you a curious time. I love Stefan Josef.